And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. Good morning. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. All right, this relates to Texas. Finally, the Wall Street Journal mirrors what you and I have been saying for a significant period of time. Mm. Uh, this goes back to next uh, to last week. Texas suffers a solar and wind power drought. The Lone Star State barely avoids blackouts thanks to natural gas. And this shows the we can combine two stories to show the idiocy of what we're going through right now as a country because the majority of voters wanted this mm-hmm. because that's who they voted into into public office. Uh, and these are the policies now in the in the case here of what Texas is going through. These are the policies of the federal government and how they're they're affecting the state of Texas and other states. That Republicans need to take more seriously than they have. Right. Because Republicans in Texas, including the governor, have jumped behind when it suits them politically. The whole wind and solar, excuse my language, crapola that we're being fed. Fed, excuse me. <clears throat> I'm slurring. <laughs> I swear I'm. I'm still not drinking from vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is uh, Texas suffers a solar and wind power drought, and. They talk about the stage two emergency that was called last Wednesday evening. One step from rolling blackouts, high demand, lower wind generation, and the declining solar generation during sunset led to lower operating reserves on the grid and eventually contributed to lower frequency, the grid operator said. Businesses that use large amounts of power were directed to curb their energy consumption, scale back operations, utilities urged Texans to unplug their electric vehicles, turn off their pool filters, and prepare backup plans for medical equipment in case the power goes out. In other words, double-check that backyard emergency generator. Texans conserved enough power on Wednesday to prevent blackouts, but they were asked again Thursday to use less power in the evening 
when many come home from work and want to crank up the AC. Last month, ERCOT, which is the grid operator, issued eight emergency alerts to conserve power. ERCOT says uh, that uh, Texas set a new September record for peak demand on Wednesday, which follows 10 records this summer. But don't blame a warming climate. The problem is that Texas's booming population and economy have caused electricity demand to grow faster than the reliable supply. Emphasis on reliable. The state's refineries, manufacturing plants, and data centers need huge amounts of power. Texas produces 10 times as much solar power as it did five years ago. An estimated 7.7 gigawatts of solar power capacity will be installed this year. About 9% of the state's peak demand on Wednesday. Renewables at times can generate 40% of the state's power. But neither solar nor wind provides reliable power around the clock. Solar predictably wanes during the late afternoon, and the state doesn't have anywhere close to enough large-scale batteries to make up the shortfall. Was that said as a joke? Mm. <laughs> the state doesn't have anywhere close to enough large-scale batteries. Does anybody? <laughs> no. I mean, they write it as if there's an expectation that it exists out there and is being used commonly. Right. Like it's anywhere close to reality. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, as usual, Texas on Wednesday leaned on natural gas plants to ramp up, though this still wasn't enough. The legislature, this is the thing, here's the thing that you and I have talked about. The legislature is asking voters in November to approve a special fund to issue low-interest loans and grants for building more backup power sources, namely gas plants. So now Texas taxpayers are being asked to subsidize natural gas power to back up solar and wind that are already heavily subsidized by U.S. taxpayers. This is the insanity that we're dealing with. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed. Brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. Bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby, and truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen.
the Texas power shortages are a harbinger for what's to come for Americans amid the Biden administration's force-fed green energy transition. California has avoided rolling blackouts this summer because last winter storms replenished reservoirs and hydropower, though population and business flight is also working in the state's favor on energy. It's a great point. Mm-hmm. The North American Electric Reliability Corporation last month, for the first time, deemed energy policy among the biggest risks to grid reliability. The resource mix of increasingly characterized as one that is sensitive to extreme widespread and long-duration temperatures, as well as wind and solar droughts. Actually, unlike actual droughts, though, power shortages are caused by and can be prevented by government. Yep. This is all a choice. This is a choice. Right. It's a choice. Yep. And so then, you know, when you're asked to, to vote, well, should we put in another backup to the backup to the backup? No, it's where we should stay. It's with natural gas. Yeah, there's a growing demand for it because there's a growing number of people living here. All the all the more reason to do exactly what we know how to do, especially as one of the major energy producing states. Sun and wind ain't going to get us there. And so, yeah, that's actually what's going on. And you're saying, well, that's insane. So you're saying you don't need to subsidize natural gas. You have plenty to run the system with natural gas. Right. And coal and whether you decide to add nuclear or not. Right. But what do you, uh, uh, but if you, but natural gas, you don't need to subsidize. There is no reason to subsidize natural gas. You could have all the natural gas, coal and nuclear want. Right. You're not really subsidizing nope, that. Nope. You don't need to subsidize. You don't it. need to. So what we're doing instead is we're using unreliable sources of energy, solar and wind, that needs to be subsidized, has to be subsidized, and since they're inconsistent and don't work all the time, we need to back it up with sub- subsidized natural gas plants. Does there seem like an unnecessary re- unnecessary redundancy there? Well, it's, you know, you think about it. The only reason natural gas needs more money is because it's only going to be used part time. Exactly. Right. Oh, that's why it's going to be subsidized. Right. That's the only reason we need to put any taxpayer money toward it. Right. Because the plant's going to sit idle a significant period of the time. Well, why don't we do that first and let it run efficiently the way it's meant to do? No way we should be where we were last week. No way. No way. And it will happen every time temperatures get to what they call the extreme. You know, 108 and 110, it's not pleasurable to be outside and working it. But it's also Texas. It's also summer in Texas. And it's nowhere near the hottest we've ever seen. So anytime we get to an extreme temperature, 
because we've been known also to get very cold. Well, you need to conserve. No, we, no, we don't need to. We decided we would put ourselves right. in this position. We suggest you cut back and conserve when you most want energy because it's what you chose. We know how to prepare for these things. Yes. We know how to. You know how I know? Mention that we're going to get a dusting of snow in North Texas and then go to the grocery store. And watch everybody filling their carts like it's the end of the world. What are they actually doing? Preparing for the worst. Mm-hmm. We know how to do that. But the, you've got states that are willing to go green. For example, California, New York, whatever. Mm-hmm. In the states like Texas, it's the free federal money. Oh, yeah. Which mandates the law that you must take this energy mm-hmm. and you must do it. Right. But yep. Texas could have fought harder against it. The Republicans could have screamed bloody murder instead of screaming it now. If the American people stood up and said, enough of the stupidity, it would end tomorrow. Well, you want more stupidity? The possible automobile strike this week. Mm-hmm. Same thing. What are they screaming about? They're screaming about liberalism. Taxpayers should pay our salaries. That's right. But but the workers are complaining about the fact that the Biden administration is subsidizing EVs because they can't make a profit on them. Right. And because the automobile companies can't make a profit on them because of automation and because it takes fewer workers to build electric vehicles, they are hiring those workers to build electric vehicles at a lot less of a rate and fewer of them. And so the unions are screaming bloody murder that you're getting subsidized. Are, are these companies, they're getting money from mm. the government. Mm-hmm. We need to see some of that government money. Yeah. So now right. the UAW. <laughs> wants to become basically a surrogate public union yep government union right so yeah that's what's going they're not fighting with the automobile companies they're fighting with the government yeah we want more taxpayer money because the money isn't there from the building of electric vehicles I mean, it's pure insanity. It was the next logical step in that equation, right? Oh, it's all—it's the only thing that could happen because all of this—if they're—if they're losing money, pour more money into it, and eventually it was going to get around to union workers. Well, yeah, well, okay, we need some of that money too. Right here, Politico even sees it. The big auto worker strike could hit uh, next week with Biden's policies in the balance. Yeah. Saying basically, well, what does Biden's policy have to do? Is this a negotiation between the union and the companies? What mm-hmm. does the Biden administration have to do to uh, do about uh, have to do with it? Well, they created the mandates which are right. forcing the companies right. to produce more electric vehicles that the consumer doesn't want, the consumer can't afford, 
and they can't pay as good of wages to the auto workers for building something that the consumer doesn't want and is too expensive for the consumer to buy. Right. This was the only logical conclusion here for the auto workers. This is the only logical conclusion for the state of Texas with, you know, the the power warnings last week. Mm -hmm. There was no other possibility except right here. Right. This is what was going to happen. Yep. Idiots. And the OEMs will continue to lose money because the mandates aren't going away. No. And once you start approaching 2035, the closer you get, well, they can't start preparing for those mandates in 2034. That has to start now. You're talking about what do they want? 40% of the, by 40% by 2030 and by 2034, 60% of the vehicles being sold electric. Right. Like we don't even have enough electricity. How are you going to run the grid in the state? of? How are you going to run the the grid in in anywhere if you actually, you're never going to reach those levels. That's not going to happen. happen. But you're going to, you're going to buy a car to sit in the, the driveway because you can't drive it. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out now in the next 10 years when is the best time to buy a new gas vehicle. Now. And also, become ASE certified. Go through the training. Not not to do work. Not to make money at it. Because you need to, you're going to need to know how to work on a gas-powered <laughs> engine. Because you're going to have to keep it for a long time. We can become Cuba. Well, Democrats are working very hard to get us there. Yep. 866-90-RED-EYE. The application period is now underway for USDA Conservation Innovation Grants. Natural Resources Conservation Service Chief Terry Cosby says funding priorities for both the classic... More of the traditional stuff like forestry, habitat conservation, managing agricultural lands to improve water quality, energy conservation. We want to look at the economics of doing some of these things. And we also want to help with our indigenous knowledge when we're working with tribes and indigenous people across this country. And on farm trial... Irrigation water management techniques, nutrient management, feed management, grazing lands, and then we're really interested in soil health demo trials. Components of CIG are established. Applications are due October 30th through local NRCS offices. There's about $65 million that's available. There's $15 million available for the Classic, and that's the one that we do with partners. And then there's $50 million for the on-farm trial. There's more with producers on-farm. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Front Eye Radio, he's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. <laughs> Just looking at one of the uh, headlines of uh, of uh, Fox News, and th- we had read part of the MSNBC article mm-hmm. on um, 
on uh, Adams, yeah. Mayor Adams, yeah. where they, you know, saying that the uh, xenophobia coming out of him is reminiscent of Republicans. And we said, wow. He said, wow, by the Democratic standard, he's a xenophobe. And so yeah. MSNBC verified right. it. But apparently he referred to him as the black Trump. Look, I've been saying from the beginning, you can't go against the grain in your party. You know, and I've been thinking, he's he's not going to be a long-lasting mayor. He's just not. And it's shaping up to be true. His own party wants to shut him down. And and I, I don't know what the sentiment is. I haven't seen any approval numbers. Have you? Of, of Adams in New York? Not lately. I know I, not, they weren't good last I saw. Yeah. You know, I just have to assume because here's the thing. The city is being swamped. He can't handle it. But he's also trying to undo. He's screaming about everything that cost it, which was at, you know, the, the hands of his own party. So there really is nowhere for him to go politically. There just isn't. And I just don't know where you, I I don't know where you go if you're a mayor, mayor Adams. I guess eventually you just retire right off into the sunset. Because in that state, there is no fix. What do you do? You just don't scream about it. You act like it doesn't exist. It was, I think, 46 percent in June. Yeah. Man, I'd love to see him now. It's not going to get any better. It just isn't. No, I don't. Well, and except for the fact that people in New York agree with him that the migrant problem's a huge problem. Well, they want him to fix it, but he can't do anything. No, so, he can't fix so it. So right. he gets, yeah, he gets right. the blame for not being able well, to fix it, but well, it's really his own party. You can fix it if you take away other city services. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> On your smart speaker, say, play Red Eye Radio. And if you're really nice, she might. Red Eye Radio. <laughs> hey, Sarah Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. <laughs> Just I have to comment on this one. Ex-Yankees great. Did, it's time for Red Eye Radio Sports. <laughs> Ex-Yankees great David Wells, Keith Olbermann, Spar, over Bud Light Slight. Former New York Yankees star David Wells snapped back at former ESPN and MSNBC host Keith Oberman on social media after the pitcher said he wouldn't drink Bud Light again. Wells, who covered up the uh, Nike slogan on his jersey of on, for Old Timers Day, said he felt that Bud Light and companies alike tried too much to get into the political sphere. Bud Light specifically came under fire for its partnership with uh, transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, <laughs> Olbermann screenshot a passage about Wells' dislike for Bud Light. Bull blank, Olbermann wrote on X, 
the company formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> David Wells would drink wood alcohol. Another effing fraud. Mm. Wells responded to Oberman's slight. Keith, shut the blank up. <laughs> Wells, <laughs> Wells wrote on X, company formerly known as Twitter, just because you never played the game and all you did was work for ESPN and talk blank on all of us players because you have a degree in journalism makes you an expert on putting athletes down, and that's if you even have a degree, stick to your politics. Wow. Yeah, you know. Did I I tell you over the weekend that I saw it on, I think it was either Twitter or Facebook, and it was a, you know, what they, they have it before, you know, in certain cities they have, like, uh, they'll close down a street and have like a great big, you know, watch party or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, in Buffalo for, for tonight's game against the Jets, it was the Bud Light. Really? The Bud Light party, the street party. Yeah. And, you know, with the Bud Light Bills thing. And I said, wonder what the responses are going to be like. These are all Bills fans, which means the majority of them are. From Buffalo, right? Right, yeah, yeah. 99% absolutely blasting the Bills. (laughs) Our problem isn't with Bud Light. It's the Bills. (laughs) 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 No, it was at Bud Light. (laughs) Because they chose that. Yeah, because, it's, and and I'm just like I'm like who's doing the marketing, you know who's doing the the you know the the social media for them? How do they think this is going to? How do they think this is going to be viewed? Now they might have had a contract, you know, five year deal to do something like this. Yeah, you know, you don't know they could have a five year deal right. to do it, right? And so they're they're living up to their commitment, but it just looked. So bad. Like, oh, man. It's like, a street party turns into a protest. Come to our Bud Light party. <laughs> People are marching. It's sort of the bizarro world. What was it? The uh, Jason Aldean concert where the, 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 what I liked about it is at least they were honest. Mm. We're communists. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> the United States sucks. Yeah. Really? What are you? Democrat or Republican? You a Democrat? Well, yeah, but I'm a communist. Right. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's... Okay, well, that makes sense. I would sense. expect if you're a communist, you think the United States sucks. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. <laughs> At least they didn't try and do that thing that they were doing several years ago. No, I'm more of a libertarian. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, uh, we're communists. Uh, I'm a- Okay, well, at least you're being honest about it. I'm a communist libertarian. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a a libertarian with a communist lean. Right. I I believe in the autonomy of an individual as long as totally encompassed in a police state which regulates everybody's behavior. Yeah, as long as the government (laughs) controls everything and rations food and care, then I'm okay with it. You, <laughs> I don't want it to go too far. We promote having autonomy in yeah. your poverty lifestyle. Exactly. That's what, 
except for freedom of speech, mm-hmm. freedom of religion. Yeah. Freedom of anything, basically. <laughs> freedom to petition government for a redress of your grievances. That's definitely out. So what you're saying is you're in it for the free vodka. <laughs> see that's what they should start promoting come on you'll get free booze you have to offer more now if you're communist like is pot got to be part of the deal i would think so free edibles yeah (laughs) listen you get you you won't have well it depends we're talking certain type of edibles. If you're talking bread, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> Actual food, no. Not actual food, no. But Yeah. But we've got candies and unless cookies. It's, and <laughs> unless it's bread with THC. You're right. The, the, the only food as communists we will sell will absolutely sedate well, the masses. Hold on a second. We got to go back to the former governor of California, Jerry Brown. Moon unit or whatever his name was. What was it? What was Governor Moonbeam. Moonbeam. <laughs> he wasn't one of Frank Zappa's kids. <laughs> and moon unit. And moon unit. And he was saying at the time he was signing in to law recreational marijuana. He said, listen, we're gonna need some people to be productive. Not everybody can be stoned. Everybody can't be high. Somebody well, has to be productive. Now apply that to a communist mindset. We don't need uh, anybody to be productive. Well, so I think you would get free weed. Well, you're not really looking for productivity in a communist system, are you? No. Quite the opposite. You want them you want them sedated and non productive. It brings us it does bring us to that the the uh, Milton Friedman story mm. when he was over in that socialist communist nation yeah. and they brought him over to see if he could increase productivity. So he went to this huge public works project and he's looking around and they said, what are you looking at? He goes, well, I don't see any big, you know, earth movers, er- earth movers and things yeah. like this. Big you equipment. would need bulldover, bulldozers and dump trucks. You're using Everything, shovels. You, yeah, you're using uh, shovels. Well, that's because this is a jobs program. We want more people to be working. Well, if it's a jobs program, why is why isn't everybody using spoons? Right. And that was I mean, <laughs> right. I always love that one. Should be using spoons to build that dam, because it's a it's a public works project. We're here about jobs, and that's where you, that's where you get into productivity and efficiency. And communist systems can't have that. It's impossible to have that. So why not be high? Right. Exactly. And nobody worries about productivity. Hey, we didn't reach the goal. Woohoo! <laughs> to get bonus edibles. <laughs> oh man, the no goals party. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you get a basic monthly income. Basic monthly edibles. Instead of vodka. Instead of vodka. I didn't know it clearly has to be weed. The no goals party. The no goals party. 
Everybody works from home. <laughs> That's what we have to call them, though, because yeah. we have to call the no labels party the no goals party. The no party. goals party. We're the no goals party. Well, what do you believe? We not nothing. We don't. We don't know. Why are you asking us? We're not even taking questions right now. Are you attempting to be controversial here? Exactly. And finally, <laughs> no goals There's party. No I like goals that. Party. Uh, California voters are not for reparations. Oh. Finally, a poll has come out. Well, we've been looking for a poll. Now, this poll does not live up to the quality of what we wanted in this poll because we think if you're going to ask reparations, you need to bring the amounts in there. Right. And the amounts that it will cost you. For example, yes. in San Francisco, I forgot what they were up to, how many billions. Remember, it was going to cost the average family $680,000. Right, right. So would you like to have your family, your household build, 680000 for reparations? That's how the question should be formatted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a majority of Cal- and and those that will receive the reparations should not be able to answer. Right. That's what, or they should be in a separate, complete category. That would be a separate poll, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the majority of California voters oppose offering cash reparations. Fifty-nine percent of California voters oppose cash payments. Twenty-nine percent of voters support the idea, but of that twenty-nine percent of the voters, is seventy-six percent of blacks mm. who would get the reparations. Mm-hmm. So they should be in. A, if you're getting it, be a recipient. You yeah. should be putting his, and I'd like to see that poll. Yeah, 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 I'd like to see that poll. Uh, so twenty nine percent, and they go through all the blah 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 yada 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 mm-hmm. uh, of it, and they found that broken down by political party, ninety percent of Republicans said they oppose cash reparations, with only five percent saying they support it. According to the poll, forty three percent of Democrats say they support it, forty one percent say they oppose it. So almost in the margin of error, 50-50, even with Democrats. Yeah. 65% of independents reported they don't support the idea compared to 22% who do. The rest said, I don't know. The major reasons, two reasons, this was actually in the polling, it's unfair to ask today's taxpayers to pay for wrongs committed in the past, and it's not fair to single out one group for reparations when other racial and religious groups have been wronged in the past, according to the L.A. Times. Mm. I think one consideration, especially some of the amounts, is I don't have the money. Right. (laughs) There's no way I can pay for this. I can't pay for it. You know, and they can't measure how many people would leave just as a result of that. There are many people leaving California. But imagine that it went into effect and it was going to be the average household was going to cost them well over $600,000. I've been saying it for a long time. At some point, you can't afford to stay. Well, that could be the tipping point for a lot of families. 866 red eye We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara.
It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. You know, I really think whether it's going to grow this uh, week, I mean, uh, whether it was CNN or some of the other Sunday morning news shows, uh, all the Democrats over the weekend, it seemed like the message was Biden's economic message is failing. It's not reaching everybody, and it's not reaching anybody. And the poll numbers are extremely distressing right now uh, to uh, to Democrats. And we're still a year out. And then his performance, as we had played earlier in the first oh. hour, some of his comments in in uh, in Vietnam. You and, you can't let him out in public. Anymore. No, he's he's you can't. He's lost it. He cannot be out there. They had to cut in, and as we played the audio earlier, they had to cut in as he was still talking. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. That's uh, enough. He's off. Yep. I mean, it was unbelievable. And he was saying. Well, I got to do what I was ordered to do, and yeah. there's only supposed to be five, and I'm not going to go to you. And then what? The one where he walked right out out of the 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 uh, the, the camera view, yeah, right, and then came walking back in, yeah. It's just it it's the it's the worst so far, and it it's was and it's only so getting far. worse. There won't be an improvement. Before Election Day. And, and, all, and the Democrats know it. And all this concern of the polling numbers was after, before that came out. Yeah. And there comes to a point where you're like, I think somebody wrote over the weekend an op-ed piece saying that all the corruption and all the other thing he's basically getting a pass on because people believe the major thing is they can't get past the fact that he's too old to be president right. and too incompetent to be president. Right. They don't even get to the corruption part of it. Right. No, it's him. No, and I think... You're starting to see that more and more. Maybe some of the Democrats are saying, hey, this is a good excuse to get away from the whole corruption thing. It's a legitimate excuse. Well, you get out. You the corruption goes away if he doesn't run for president. Right. And I think they're looking at that because the one thing about the whole corruption thing, if it comes falling down, it also falls on the Democrats that were in power at that time. And the media and the media. Are they willing to take the fall for this guy? No. It'll be interesting to watch over the next couple of weeks where the message goes. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.